0: Happy day, Rosella Garcia with Why Jesus. I am happy and excited that I feel so much better and have better outcomes for my day when I prioritize those things in my life that bring me peace, and that is reading my scriptures and thinking and pondering about my Savior and His atoning sacrifice for me and how that helps me on my daily life. When I'm able to do that uh, during my day, I feel better about my day. And even better, if I'm able to do that before I start on the daily tasks and work ahead, Uh, it just goes better, and I feel better by the end of the day. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way, but if I'm able to finish that way, I still feel great when I go to bed. And that does not happen if I miss it, if I prioritize other things in life. Um, And so because of that, I push myself to be able to do this on a more consistent way because of the way it helps me in my life Um, along my trials and things that I go through and things that I question and wander about with our current situation in life and how I may need to get prepared for certain things. I feel the guidance of my Father above when i'm able to prioritize him i'm hoping that you know that makes you feel um you know that it's reachable something that we may be able to to do with all the things that we got going on in our lives period um and i'm so used to talking to my voicemail that Sometimes I say period or exclamation point, so I apologize for that. Um, But today's episode is one that I did not do two years ago when the New Testament Come Follow Me manual came out. So I'm playing catch-up. So today I am going back to March 4th through 10th. Uh, in the New Testament that was covering Matthew chapters 8 and 9 and Mark 2 to 5. And this is titled, Thy Faith Had Made Thee Whole. And um, it's got several topics that I am going to cover with this. The first one being, the Savior can heal infirmities and sicknesses. The second, I can seek God's help even if I feel undeserving. Third, being a disciple of Jesus Christ means that I put him first in my life. Fourth, Jesus Christ has power to bring p- peace in the midst of life storms. Next, I can defend my beliefs by teaching true principles. And lastly, because of repentance, I can be of good cheer. It is packed full with goodness, people. Stuff that you could never get tired of reviewing because you know that it helps you um, ponder those things again that we may need to change in our lives to get better at. So um, I'm going to start by the summary. And this is just... um, wow there's a lot to digest here because we're going to go over what jesus christ did and he did many things and so it says here it's hard to read the new testament without being impressed by the many accounts of the savior's healing the sick and afflicted everyone from a woman with a fever to a girl who had been pronounced dead what messages might there be for us in these miracles of physical healing, certainly one obvious message is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, which power over which has power over all things, including our physical pains and imperfections. But another meaning is found in His words to the skeptical scribes, that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. So when you read about a blind person or a leper being healed, you might think of the healing, both spiritual and physical, that you can receive from the Savior and hear him say to you, Thy faith hath made thee whole. I, uh, yes, that is a lot to think about what our Savior has done, but certainly... The most important one is that he has the power to forgive our sins because he paid the price for our sins. So um, this is the first thing he said to the one that was suffering from palsy. He says, But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he saith to the sick of the palsy. And then on Mark of mark 5 through 34 and he said unto her daughter thy faith had made thee whole go in peace and be a whole of thy plague so we're going to dive right in into the first section the savior can heal infirmities and sicknesses he certainly did and can i just say there's a list here of how he healed all these people and when you read it you are just in awe at the miracles that he fulfilled the spirit that he brought with him the authority that he spoke with the goodness and love that he spread the dealings with all these wicked people and spirits around him you name it and people got to witness that and despite all that they saw he was crucified that just speaks to the level of wickedness we are all capable of and that we are so in desperate need of forgiveness and that is the first thing that he says to this man that he is about to heal first he forgives his sins spiritually so that he will not only be cleansed spiritually but then be healed physically from his infirmity. So uh, I'm not going to go through reading everything about the miracles that he made, uh, but I'm going to make reference of those. So this Come Follow Me um, week covers... The lepers that he, uh, the leper he healed, a centurion's servant, Peter's mother-in-law, two blind men, a man who was paralyzed, a man possessed by evil spirits, Jairus's daughter, a woman with an issue of blood, and so forth. So, um, one of my favorites is when he heals the centurion's servant and that's going to come into play here in in the next few topics but it's just our, may, our faith can literally make us whole if we thoroughly believe on him on Jesus Christ and we will read that so that it's more clear to you The next section, I can seek God's help even if I feel undeserving. I hope you caught the topic name on this. We can seek God's help even if we feel undeserving. I certainly have felt that left and right And I'm here to tell you that the only one that makes us feel that we are not worthy or undeserving of God's love and forgiveness is Satan. So if those words and thoughts are going through your mind, they do not come from God. Satan has so much power over our minds that he thoroughly brainwashes us daily to feel unworthy and undeserving before God but we could never do something so wrong that we cannot come to our God confess our sins and have him make that better so just know that God will always be there for us if we come to him so this says the story of the centurion on matthew 8 5 through 13 it says the centurion a gentile felt unworthy to have the savior in his home the woman with an issue of blood was considered unclean and was ostracized from jewish society yet the savior blessed them both what do you learn from these two accounts about seeking help from the lord so we're going to go and read matthew 8 5 through 13 And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority. Having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found great faith, not, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into the outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, and Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed so be it done unto thee, and his servant was healed in that same say self same hour. Wow, isn't that unbelievable? I just you wonder how it is that they did not recognize his divinity as the Son of God. Uh, the next section says being a disciple of Jesus Christ means that I put him first in my life, and this kind of speaks to how I started this podcast that. When I am able to prioritize my life and start, especially when I start um, my morning before I get busy with the things that I need to do for the day, if I start with this, the scriptures and the Come Follow Me manual, I have such a better day. I do. And I know that that is proof that. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ means that I put him first in my life and I receive blessings for it. It says, in these verses, Jesus taught that being his disciple requires us to put him first in our lives, even if that sometimes means we must sacrifice other things that we value. As you study these passages, ponder your own discipleship. Why must disciples be willing to put the Savior first? What might you need to give up in order to put Jesus first? So we're going to read in Matthew 8, 8, 18 through 22. It says, Now when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whatsoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests but the son of man hath not where to lay his head and another of his disciples said unto him lord suffer me first to go and bury my father and jesus said unto him follow me and let the dead bury their dead so yeah what kind of things are we willing to sacrifice for him um, I'm tested daily daily I must say uh, you know I may have a plan to start my scriptures first thing and you know, something happens to kind of you know push that aside or um, I get a call or something just you know it doesn't take much to just push that aside and so sometimes i really have to fight it and um you know pretend that i have gone into exile to get it done and no matter who pounds on my door or rings the doorbell or calls me on the phone or whether the cat and dog are fighting i just have to pretend I'm an exile and get it done and that's how it has to be some days so this basically is saying well I will say it doesn't say that you receive blessings but I'm already telling you that you do because you feel so much better your day goes so much easier and you just feel good about yourself so that's a blessing in my opinion the next topic jesus christ has power to bring peace in the midst of life storms if there's nothing other than the two topics of i can go to god even when i feel undeserving and this one jesus christ has the power to bring peace in the midst of life storms these two topics alone are what the whole world needs to know right now Um, because this would bring so many blessings so much peace and clarity in the midst of confusion that it would shake the very foundation of hell if we all focused on these alone and says here have you ever felt the way Jesus' disciples did in the storm at the sea, watching the waves of water fill the boat and questioning, Master, carest thou not that we perish? You will find four questions. Um, It says, ponder them and think about them and how the Savior brings peace in storms of life. So I'm going to read... Let's see here. There's two sections. I'm not sure. I always go with Matthew more than I do with Mark. I'm not sure what the big difference is, but I'm going to go with Matthew again. And Matthew eight twenty-three to 27. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this? that even the winds and the sea obey him. Wow. What did that teach us, though, about Christ having power to calm, to bring us peace and help us feel calm in the midst of storms? He was able to show his power to his disciples physically, by calming the waves of the sea and making the waters still he certainly is capable of calming our hearts and minds and helping us overcome the fear that we are so bombarded by Satan with when we turn on social media television, music, etc. So all that he requires is faith as you can see on this section he says why are ye so fearful of ye of of ye of little faith and that those i should say are questions that we should ask ourselves daily why are we so fearful of what we hear these master deceivers that get before us on television and social media, why are we so fearful? They are only men being guided by the evil one, but God and Jesus Christ are greater than they. And if we turn to God and Jesus Christ, he will certainly calm the raging sea and give peace to our minds and our heart. I promise I have tested this oodles of time in my life, especially when I'm dealing with things that break my heart, with family and my children, where your heart is wrenched, you're worried, and you're sick to death of You know anxiety and fear and whatever not um he has always answered and given me the peace and the calm just like he was able to make the waves cease and the winds be still so i hope that you feel that in your life as you come to him um, I is my prayer and hope and wish that you will all be able to experience that in your life like I've been able to um, lastly this section is quite important it says I can defend my beliefs by teaching true principles the day has come we are going through this in our very lives right now where our religious beliefs are being questioned where uh, the bible wants to be um canceled out uh, where they're burning bibles already and taking them off the marriott hotels and all the other hotels that had them available for their guests they are now considered canceled culture because talking about one God may be offensive to people of other religions or because it talks about um, God creating a man and a woman and now they want to cancel genders and and so forth. You know, Satan's just here to destroy us. So therefore, if it can destroy our identity as men and women or children of God, he will do it, if we let him. But holy cow, we better put up a fight. Um, So it says here, I can defend my beliefs by teaching true principles. Yeah, we need to stand up for what is right. Uh, The silent majority is greater, but we've been too silent for too long. That the minor group that has bigger lungs and deeper pocketbooks than we do have spoken for so long that they think they are the majority, but they are not. So here it says, it is sometimes difficult to know how to respond when people criticize our religious beliefs and practices. As you read, look at the criticisms of the accusers and the Savior's responses. Consider making the criticisms and responses in different colors or writing them down. What do you notice about the Savior, the way the Savior taught? How could following his example help you if you have to defend gospel principles or church practice? So I'm going to go through that just so that we can see how the Savior... Defended Truths among the Pharisees and Sadducees. Uh, it says here, And he entered into a ship, and passed over, and came unto his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, laying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins are forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said with, within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, then saith he to the sick of palsy, Arise and take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose and departed to his house, But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meet in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he, saith, he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous but the sinners to repentance. So how did he go about teaching true principles? Well, I'll say this much. He called out lies when he heard them. And um, I mean, he had the power and authority to do that. And so, I mean, we can have the courage to say the truth the way it is. We don't have to offend anyone or be rude in saying it, but we can defend the truths that we know. And when we defend that with humility and we speak of truths, The Holy Ghost job is to come and bear testimony of that truth to those that are hearing it. And that's how people get converted. So we have to be able to speak truths in love and mercy and compassion, showing the love that Christ had for others um, first and making sure that we are being good examples of living the gospel and others will feel the difference will know the truth as to whether we speak truth or not depending on who's questioning it um, it will be clear to those that may be listening whether we are correct or not. But yes, we will all need to defend our religious beliefs because the persecutions have started, the canceling out has started, and it's going to continue unless we stand up against it. Uh, Last part, so very important. Because of repentance, I can be of good cheer people look upon repentance as this negative thing that we have to do and people say you guys are just being controlled by your church that tells you not to do this and not to do that and to you know have to repent of all the things you have done Uh, but you know you're in a free country you can do whatever you want and nobody should be able to tell you what to do Um, I, I think we are talking about the wrong kind of freedom when they're, um, saying it that way. I know for a fact that a person who chooses not, um, to get involved in doing drugs versus one that does it, um has more freedom in their life than the person that chose to partake of the drugs and who then gets addicted to the drugs. Uh, Yeah. That person may have had the freedom to try it like the other one did, but the one that chose not to try it and not to fall for it is ultimately the one that has the most freedom in their lives because they are free from the addiction that takes people's control of their mind, their bodies, and their character Um, as they are consumed by the addiction. They lose everything. So we're not talking about physical freedom, although that comes into play as well, but we're talking spiritual freedom to do and be the best that you can be when you are living the principles of the gospel to your fullest potential. So Repentance is coming to free ourselves from the spiritual prison we may be in because we may not have confessed our transgressions or sins or faults as we've lived on the earth. Uh, there's a cleansing, a pure cleansing and you are able to feel free from the burdens you were carrying and the baggage you may have been carrying in resentment and anger and hate. And it all just goes away when you repent of your sins and you turn your life to God through baptism. You cannot enter the waters of baptism without repentance, it is the first step towards showing God that you want to follow Him. Uh, It is the first step in the direction um, that our heart needs to go is shown through repentance first. So I love the principle um, and it has certainly been hard to repent but it has given me the greatest joy of my life to feel the peace that I currently feel in my life so don't listen to the world and what they tell you about religion I just heard a preacher say that religion is here to control the minds of the people and make them feel guilty oh how wicked those statements are they come from Satan because I have lived in the sin and horrible life of not repenting and not abiding by any rules or religion, and I was so miserable. Even though that preacher may claim that I was totally free, I was not. I was enslaved to my sins, to my wrongdoings, and I didn't know how to get rid of that until I found Jesus Christ. And He was able to help me repent, wash away my sins, and take the horrible load and burden I was carrying. That's when I became free. So I'm here to say that even preachers out there are talking like that. And I am here to tell you there are scriptures that say that if anything or anyone is pushing you away from God and Jesus Christ, that is a sure way you know they are working for the other side satan and so you will know in your heart what is truth if you ask the father to confirm truth when you're hearing it so my friends may you feel the love of god and the savior for you and know that in living the gospel is where we find true freedom and where we can Feel that joyful heart, the cheer in our lives, the peace and the calm, the stillness of the storm, amidst the storm, because only he has the power to do that. I am thankful I have this time to share this with you, and I hope you found something there that has helped you, just like it helps me daily to go through these lessons. It is my prayer for you to share this um, true principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ and hope that you are able to feel his love as a child of God. And so this is Rosa Garcia with Why Jesus?